Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. Welcome back to another great episode of Changes in Latitude, the Transgender Experience. I am the hostess with the mostess, Charlie Sabrina Miller, and now let's give it up for that band. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, every week they get better. This week we have Cat and Roro, kind of like Captain and Tennille. <laughs> That's in honor of our guest this episode, Cat and Roro. We'll get to that in just a bit. But since we're having a conversation, there's not going to be anything extra this episode. There's not going to be the countdown. Right now we're working on the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny. No secondary topic, so that means next episode, next episode, we'll come back with a secondary topic, and of course, we're going to skip over listener feedback. So welcome aboard, new listeners. Usually, there's always some new people listening when there's a guest on board, so welcome aboard this crazy train ride of a stream of consciousness podcast that I call Changes in Latitudes. Welcome back, longtime binge listeners, frequent listeners, sporadic listeners, however you listen. Welcome back, one and all. It's so great to have you back listening again this week. Thank you so much. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes, the main topic for this episode, the conversation with Kat and Roro, briefly talk about last episode, number 88, uh, Parenting While Trans Year 2. It was a revisit to episode 36 from last year. And because of how my life has gone this last year, there wasn't much to report, sadly. I thought there would be more. Even when I put the outline together, I thought there would be more. But it ended up not being as much as I thought. But nonetheless, we had some fun. Now, in the secondary topic, (laughs) I'm not going to give it away. you got to go back and listen. But what I did was a direct result of someone listening to episode five, The Voices in My Head. Uh, we have the new listener. Unfortunately, I don't have the name in my head right now, but they really enjoyed episode five. So I said, you know what? We're going to do that again real soon. And that was last episode number 88. So go check out the secondary topic from last episode to find out what the hell I'm talking about. You can find that episode and all past episodes at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Of course, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Float on over to Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast and join in the fun over there. Send me an email, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at CIL Podcast. And while you're out there cruising around the internet, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. This episode is brought to us by longtime friend, longtime fan, longtime patron, Becky B. Becky, thank you so, so very much for your continued support and friendship and all that you do. Thank you so very much. All right, enough of the housekeeping. It's done. Let's get into the main topic.
Main topic, my conversation with Kat and Roro. Now, they are interesting guests in that they're not our typical guests. They're not trans guests, but they are longtime family friends of mine, and I love them to death. It's, I love this family to death. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And when I reached out through Facebook to say, hey, I'm looking for topics, looking for things, give me your ideas, it came back to me, and wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am, essentially, and voila, we have what you're about to hear today, my conversation with Kat and Roro. Now, uh, Kat is Roro's daughter, and... It was just a lovely evening talking with them. Now, it was a while ago. It was in the middle of April, around the 17th or so of April, that I recorded this. But with all the other stuff going on and the episodes that I had planned and already scheduled and already in the can and all that stuff, here we are now at the beginning of June releasing this episode. So a little little ahead of the game in my episodes, a little behind on the conversations, but hey... We've had a number of guests recently, a number of wonderful guests recently, and so that's why we're doing this here in June. Now, the recording is a bit echoey. It is. It's due to Skype and the recording conditions that we had to deal with at the time. I did what I could to clean it up. It's still a little hollow here and there, still a little echoey here and there, but I don't think it it takes that much away from the conversation. Now, I met this incredible family back in 19, late 1992. So they, we've got history and friendship that is in the realm of family. It, it just I can't say enough. Uh, we were in college together. We hung around the theater area together, and we hit it off is basically, is basically what I can say. Kat's father and mother have been an amazing... Amazing people in my life. And so when she approached me about doing this, what you're about to hear, I, I no hesitation. I said, yes, let's do it. Let's plan on it. Let's make it happen. And here we are. I'm going to say this now, and I'll say it again. If you want to reach out to Roro, you can find her on Twitter at Skytography. S-K-Y-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Now, besides being my lifelong friends, that's not the reason they're on the show. The reason they're on the show is because Kat recently came out to herself and to her family and to a certain uh, public circles as bisexual. And she's a teenager, as she'll discuss here in just a bit. And when this information was uh, shared with me, I mean, the openness of the information, not just the fact of the information... And the fact that she was willing to share her experience on my show, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have been happier. So, enough of me rambling here. Let's get into that conversation. I am so excited to have on the program today two very dear and sweet people and, and wonderful people that mean so, so much to me. And... Uh, as I said, probably in the intro to this segment, they're not your standard guest for my show, but that doesn't matter because it's a, it's a different voice that needs to be heard. And uh, I'd like to welcome my friends, Roro and her daughter, Kat. Uh, this was, this was wonderful. Uh, I, uh, just to catch everybody up, I posted on my, uh, my own personal page, Hey, I'm looking for ideas, suggestions, things to talk about on the show. 
And Robro, you got back to me right away saying, you know, the circumstances, what brought us together. And I said, yes, let's do it. And how I met these two people. Well, I met Roro first because Kat wasn't around. Uh, we met, I don't, I don't want to say how many years ago, but many years ago when we were doing theater, I, I met your, your, well, your now ex-husband, but I met your husband and we went to became fabulous friends and it's just been family ever since. And then Kat came along and now time has progressed and it's amazing how families have grown and, uh, come together, come apart. It's just in short of form, I want to say thank you for being part of my life. So Kat, share your story, share your thing. So I am a 14 year old and, um, over the summer I had a realization and that realization is that I am bisexual and it wasn't entirely a huge deal as people just suddenly coming out as gay or lesbian and their families are crying and everything because I've had super accepting parents saying, okay, you can be whatever gender you want to be. You can date whoever you want to be. You can be whatever you want to be. As long as you're happy, then we're happy. And so I remember I was going to Hawaii with my best friend and we were laying in bed. It was midnight and we had to get up really early and we just couldn't fall asleep. And we started talking and I just said, you know, I feel like, I don't know how to put it into words, but I just don't feel great. I don't feel like I like just the male gender. And so we did some research on our phones and bisexual came up and I clicked the most with that. And she's like, you didn't realize you were straight. And we just kind of laughed it off. And she's my best friend still now. And just having people around me that support me. I have people that, um, that I'm friends with that are pan, lesbian, gay, transgender, and of course, uh, Charlie, Sabrina, um, is uh, been a huge impact in my life as well. Just having all these people around me is just amazing. Well, since you threw my name in there, I'll say thank you. <laughs> um, when did you very first, I mean, you said over the summer, and I can understand how it can just be like a light bulb turning on, because it was kind of like that with me, but there was still a long time coming. So at, when do you feel or think that you felt just a little different? Um, fifth grade. Fifth grade, going into sixth grade, definitely. And, uh, I don't know ages, so you'll have to educate uh, me. I was 11 or 12. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So 11 or 12, and right, just as everyone starts to question that part of their of their physique and body and, and life. Okay, and so that took you another couple years to really reach that conclusion. Putting it into, putting it into words was kind of hard because I didn't know what to look up. I didn't know what to research. And so uh, my best friend and I just kind of sat there for about half an hour just looking up different things, naming different sexualities, different genders and everything. And it was it was nice having someone there. And she was the first person that I came out to. And she was super supportive and super sweet. And it didn't put a damper on anything. And it's, it was great. The, the friends are awesome that way. Friends are very awesome that way. And I can definitely understand that. And... In, in having one, someone there in the uh, searching process is something that I didn't have. I mean, I did to a small degree with my relationships, but not in the sense of a friendship saying, hey, let's find an answer to this. 
So that's 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 remarkable. So she was the first person you came out to. Who was who was the next? When did your when did your family when did you come out to your family? What what was that step like? Um so my mom picked me up from the airport after Hawaii and I was telling her about everything that happened. I was showing her pictures and it just kind of I was sitting in the car with her and we were looking at pictures in the parking lot and everything. And um so um, we were laughing and I was a little nervous cause I knew that I wanted to come out with her right away. So we were driving home and we stopped by target and I just kind of pulled her aside and was just like, is it okay that I don't like just males? And it was just kind of nice cause she didn't make a huge deal out of it. She just, you remember what I said? <laughs> I said, boy, you just doubled your playing field. <laughs> <laughs> that was my answer to her telling me. Well, that was going to be the next question. How, what was your... What was your process? What was your, I mean, your response, I could guess just because I know you so well is, is going to be on the positive and accepting, but the process, there's always that, you know, goes in the ears, processed by the brain out through the mouth. What was that like for you? It it, it didn't even faze me. It didn't bother me at all. Did it come at any sort of surprise or did it kind of make sense? Nope. I'm not, you know what? I, I didn't really care. You know, I, I, it's never been an issue for me. Um, and I, like I said, I said, you just doubled your playing field. Now, I just asked her. I, the, the one thing I did say is, you're still young. You don't have to, you know, compartmentalize yourself. And she said, but, Mom, I really know what it is that I am. And I said, okay, but you, you just don't have to decide today you are. But if that's the route you're going, fine. But I just didn't want her to to, to feel that. She was pigeonholing herself, you know, and that I wanted her to make sure that she explored all avenues, you know, and not just say I'm just one thing, you know. Right, right. And that's that's good advice on so many different levels, too, not just, you know, uh, sexuality or identification. Uh, you know, it's uh, life's, a, life's a journey, life's a process. And, you know, I mean... I don't remember this, but I was told that when I was really little, I did not like cheeseburgers. Well, I don't remember a time that I don't like cheeseburgers. So, so, you know, you know, people grow and change and, and yeah, to keep your, I don't, I don't want to use the term options open, but just mind open is, is just a great way to live. I don't think I knew quite, you know, the right verbiage, but I just didn't want, like I said, I didn't want her to decide right now, you know, or pigeonhole herself into a, you know, into a certain, um, sexuality when she's only at the time she was 13, you know? Right, right. Well, one being so young, but also just, you know, this is, this is where you've come to terms right now and don't be afraid that something else in the future might, might come along. I mean, this, the, the same is true for me. I first came out as trans and then I a year and change into it, you know, realized no gender queer. I mean, that's just part of everybody's journey. You you discover yourself on a deeper level. Um, so, so it's it's been very recently. It's within the last year that this that you came out. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. And now that you've told yourself, you've told your friends, you've told your family, however your process has been, how is anything different? I mean, in the sense of a little more confidence in yourself. Uh, maybe people treat you slightly differently or approach it differently. Is it, did you notice any changes like that? Um, well, um, I realized a lot more changes is 
was when at school there was this video called L-O-V-E is M-I-N-E and I was in it and there was my friend Ah Crow who's trans and um my friend John who's gay and um um me I was bisexual and they had different sexualities and explaining what love meant to us and so that kind of opened the eyes of everyone that um hey I'm different and I don't want you treating me differently just because you can say, hey, I have a bisexual friend, or hey, I have a trans friend. And so um, people weren't treating me disrespectfully, but um, I've been told, like, okay, not everyone is going to be as accepting or as kind to you once they know that you like both genders, because no matter where you go, people are going to be stereotypical and heteronormative and that kind of thing. I've gotten the same thing. I've gotten the same thing. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that, yeah. I, I asked her not to say anything to my mom <laughs> because she's 86 and I just don't think she would understand. Well, and that makes perfect sense. I actually have someone in my life that is on the older side and I, I was asked to not, you know, come out as trans to them either because of that age difference where it's f- essentially four or yeah, about four generations worth of time. And just, just, you know, progressive thinking from, let's just easily say 1900 to the year 2000, night and day. So I, I completely understand where that's coming from. And it makes sense because it's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to affect anybody, whether that individual knows or not. Yeah, I, it's just as well. And, and you know, um, it's actually cool now in school, I think, to... It's a lot more accepted. Not necessarily cool, but more accepted and more, um, like, you know, Josh, um, I told him that I was bisexual, and he just said, oh, cool. Didn't make a big deal out of it, and I think it's really important that just people, oh, cool, instead of going, oh, you're bisexual, you're like, oh, blah, 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 and the whole feel of unacceptance. I think it's just good to see where they're coming from, and if you don't accept it, then you don't accept it. Right. And it, it's, well, it's also a way of showing that, you know, hey, that's great. I accept you no matter how you are. Because, yeah. Because I'm assuming when you say, you know, they say, oh, that's cool. It's in the accepting uh, tone versus like the, hey, that's cool. What are you doing later? Versus tone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. No, I just wanted to clarify that to make sure positive it was the positive. positive response. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Well, I, even in, in my own short journey so far, I have noticed, uh, mostly through online communication with fans of the show and other people that I've met through other people and the LGBT center here, uh, the younger crowd, the younger generations, I mean, and I, when I say that, I mean like the mid to late 20s versus the mid to late 30s, uh, and then younger, you know, early 20s, is is more accepting and has less restrictions is the word that comes to my mind right now on their degree of acceptance of people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems that the, the, the degree of acceptance of everyone for everything is has really changed uh, with the youth, uh, with, with, the, with your generation coming up. And I think that's a fantastic thing because the exact opposite is what I grew up with. If I had said, hey, you know, I kind of like to wear women's clothes, 
I would have gotten my ass kicked and <laughs> who knows what could have happened to me at your age. Because at 14 is when I realized that, that exact same thing. Yeah, I like wearing women's clothes. So, yeah, I, I think that's just so fantastic. I, that, uh, that warms my heart that you've had such – that you and your friends and your generation are so open and positive. That's – Awesome. Yeah, they have transgender kids at school now, too, which is really, uh, you know, state-of-the-art or, I don't know, avant-garde. I don't know. No, what. it's just, it it's shows it a form of acceptance. I mean, because it's not just they have, have a transgender student at school. They have an open transgender student at school because they could say, yeah, this person, you know, this is just a new student, you, you know, whoever that trans person is, and not give out the fact that they're trans. Just like, you know, if you moved schools, you're, you're not going to say, you know, first day, introduce yourself in front of everybody. Hi, yeah, I'm bi. You know, I mean, depending on circumstances, but you know what I mean. You're not, you're not going to out yourself right away to the, to the masses. So that's what's, that's what's stellar. That's what's advanced is the fact that they are openly trans. Yeah. That's, that's from one trans person to the other with my own story, that is... To a small degree, I'm jealous because I wish I could have had that. Well, one of them is actually one of our best friends. So Crow is one of my best friends. Oh, he, that's fantastic. He, that's awesome. That's makes me speechless. Um, <laughs> so, so you really haven't had the need to, to educate people that you come out to. They already kind of know the term bisexual, right? Yes, and right. I mean, even if they didn't know it, it's kind of self-explanatory because bi, two, sexual. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you break down transgender, it's the same thing. It just takes a yeah. little more thought process. <laughs> but you're right. No, exactly, exactly. Um, now, you mentioned that you, you and your friend took, uh, what'd you say, about a half hour searching the Internet for information, and you finally came upon the term, the word bisexual. After that... Have you gone back to the internet or back to any other, let's just say, knowledge sources to, to, to get more information, more education upon the matter? The different sexualities in my all-inclusive, um, not really, just my friend group, um, there's just uh, my friend Janelle is uh, demisexual, or sorry, I messed that up. Um, what is it? Demi, uh, what is that called? I don't remember. I just have um, not really the entire spectrum, but a small portion of the spectrum that I'm happy with. And all my friends are out to each other and we're comfortable talking about this kind of thing and um, just talking about the things that we like. And all of my, I have a joke with one of my friends, Anne. She is pansexual, and I said, even if I was the last girl on earth, and she would just cringe or fake vomit because she's just one of my best friends. Right, and, right, uh, of course. That kind of thing. And we make jokes about not like, um, not degrading jokes like, oh, you're gay, that's terrible, uh, go to hell kind of thing. Like, no, it's like, um, I feel like making out with someone you should make out with me kind of thing, like joking around, obviously, because we were too close for that kind of thing. But we're just comfortable around each other, which is really, really nice, like comfortable uh, sexually and genderly, I guess. Right. No, that's that's uh, it may not be a word, but we'll use it. Yes. <laughs> just now, comfortable around each other. And right. it just makes me really happy. 
Now, do you think you gravitated towards that group of friends? Because even though before you came out to yourself, obviously you were, you just, you know, didn't quite figure it out. Do you think you gravitated towards them because maybe you kind of knew or sensed that they were within that wheelhouse versus the other side? Um, not entirely. I mean, I met my uh, three or four in, uh, friends, including Crow, over the summer of, um, in the very, very beginning of the summer, and I realized that I was by near the end of summer. And so I met them, and... um. I remember my friend Crow, um, it was his birthday, and it was very beginning of July. And so um, on his birthday, he was it was like two days before, and he was getting his first testosterone shots, and he was so excited. And um, I had hung out with them all day, and both of them were pan, and one of them used they, them pronouns. So um, they were all super accepting when I told them, and... Um, because uh, I had a crush on one of the girls, but I didn't entirely realize it. And I said something like, I'm almost straight. And one of them was like, how can you be almost straight? That's not straight. And they, they um, not necessarily I gravitated towards them, is that um, my comfortableness with um, my sexuality gravitated towards their comfortableness. And I just fed off of their happiness and their um, just willingness to accept. And it was really nice. That's really cool. That's very cool. Now, um, what makes you say you're you're bisexual versus pansexual? Because I've heard the debate that, you know, some people will say, well, they are kind of one and the same. So I want it from you, who've declared yourself as uh, bisexual, how is that for you different than pansexual? Well, uh, pan, the actual root means all. And I myself have only met one to like anywhere from one to four people that don't declare themselves cis and so um i haven't met anyone that i have had um a crush on that had or i guess a crush on that um aren't necessarily cis and so um for me bisexual was um because i had barely known crow at the time and the people hadn't come out to me as gender neutral or gender queer or that kind of thing. And so um, basically, I uh, didn't, uh, I wasn't very educated on other genders. And uh, so male and female and then transgender were the only three that I had known about. And so basically, I said bisexual, but that doesn't, in my opinion, for me at least, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't be willing to see how it would be dating a trans person person or a gender neutral person or a gender queer person or a questioning person. Like I would totally, if um, it's not necessarily what's on the outside, it's what the inside, it's what's on the inside that counts. And other than all the guts and organs that everyone have, we're all basically the same. Just how you feel on the inside is how you feel and you can't help that. And so uh, like Crow was born a female, but felt a male. So he's trans. I don't necessarily have a crush on Crow. But I wouldn't mind, like, I wouldn't be totally like, no, I'm bisexual, two genders only. Like, if I had a crush on a gender-neutral person, I'd be okay with that. I, I wouldn't have to change my entire sexuality just because of one person. I mean, mm -hmm. I declare myself bisexual because I've only had crushes on males or females. But doesn't mean that I'm not willing to um, attempt or try 
Uh, right. Your your mind's not closed to it totally. If somebody comes up to you, starts flirting with you, and in that process they come out as trans, you're not going to stop the ball and say, oh, okay, see you later, bye. No. If you're enjoying the moment, you're going to continue to enjoy the moment, and trans just happens to be something that you'll you know talk about or deal with at the time or whatever the case may be. You're not you're not a, you're not you're not stopping the 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 conversation at that moment, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Ro, Ro, um, I meant to ask you this when I asked Kat about, you know, finding more education. When she came out to you, did you feel the need to kind of search the internet for a little more information or want to give her more information that you find or what was, Uh, I, I, um, like I said, I didn't want her to, um, you know, necessarily pigeonhole herself. So I, she she has, she's so smart. She does all of the research. So I I didn't. But what I did do, and she doesn't even know this, but there are uh, classes available at my work, and they're they're mainly for um, you know they have like retirement seminars, and then they have stuff about bullying or you know active shooter or something like that. Well, they have one about LGBTQ. R-S-T-U-V, whatever. Yeah, the alphabet soup, as it's come to be termed. um, I I decided that I'm probably going to take that because I want to be educated more on, um, you know, what she's going to be going through and if if there's going to be people that are going to be averse to it. Right, right, of course. Um, I I did not do any research. I know what... I don't know what a lot of those terms are that she was talking about, demi, demi and... Well, don't know. feel bad. I had to look up demi myself. <laughs> I, I don't remember it anymore. I'd still have to look it up. What but it? You know, it, um, It's where you don't feel a romantic attraction to someone until um, you get to know them as a friend first. Like, you don't find them physically attractive until you get to know them and how they are and um, what what kind of things they like and what kind of person they are. Cause um, someone who's not Demi could look at someone who's a total douche and find them totally attractive. But a Demi person wouldn't find them physically attractive until they found out what they're like. And if they're a jerk, they probably wouldn't like them. Yeah. Right. What's what's on the inside counts. Mm-hmm. Right. Just as you were saying, just as you were saying, well, you probably have to go through a different area for cat, but I know at the LGBT center, there is information for allies and supporters and, you know, family and things like that at the center for, for you, Roro. So, yeah. so oh, check yeah. out the San Diego Center. Cat, when you're 18, there's a whole building full of resources for, for well, for basically everything under the LGBT spectrum. So, I mean, I mean, only because you're under 18, it's not going to help you right now. I mean, stuff online obviously is accessible, but like the the group discussions or any other things at the center. But put that in your back pocket till you're 18, and you know, day of your 18th birthday, if you want to go check it out, because it's it's a good place to be for the for being part of the community. And I know if you do a little more search through their site, you'll find the teen area because there is a huge community of LGBT teens as well. So. So there's there's a resource for you right now. Awesome. Yeah, go definitely take a moment and uh, and uh, definitely check that out. It's great. And uh, when you when you're around like people, 
who are going through the exact same thing, kind of like your group of friends. You know, you're all got that similar diversity going on. The center really offers a sense of family if you don't have it already. You know, it's it's a great place, and that's that's in every city that has a center. That's why they're there. Is there a group for like a group for teens? Uh, I don't. As far as bisexual goes, I'm sure because it is a is a pretty big thing right now. As for transgender teens, yes, they have their own separate. Uh, it's small still, but they have their own separate. Uh, uh, group themselves, they are separate from the rest, not in not on purpose, but that's just how the spacing of the facilitation goes, or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's something for teen trans, there's something for teen gay, lesbian, bi, and allies. I mean, it's the, it's just kind of like a mini uh, center. It's cool. it's it's really like, cool. I know Quill has told me about different uh, things for trans. Uh, and that's where he met his girlfriend, actually, which is really cute because they're both trans and going through the same thing. That happens frequently. Uh, as I was just saying, when you're around like-minded people, it's family. And when you know there's somebody going through something very similar, you know, in the case of trans man, trans woman, it's uh, just opposite ends crossing at night, you know, going from one to the other. So so it's a very similar path. It's just coming from opposite ends. And I totally see how that relationship could be pulled together, drawn together, and it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I, I know two, two uh, trans women who met that way through the center. That's really cool. Yeah, I've been together, I don't know how long, years, years, years. Uh, who, in, in your coming out process, Kat, who do you think took it the hardest in your coming out? Who, who do you think had the most to process in their acceptance of you? That's hard to say because both my parents were super relaxed and chill about it. And my friends were like, you didn't know you weren't straight, kind of like jokingly, but were totally accepting. And I mean, through that video that I was talking about earlier, I came out to a lot of people through that video without even knowing it. Like all of um, this one teacher's classes, the teacher, the principal, and they didn't take it as anything but as it was, like, the principal walked up to me, fist bumped me, and said, good job for being who you are, thanks for being in that video, which was kind of surprising because it was out of nowhere, but it was, like, a nice gesture, which made me feel, like, kind of a self-worth, and that I was uh, being appreciated for who I am, not my, not just my sexuality, and, because it's not the sexuality that defines you, it's the person you are, again, on the inside that defines you. And just the fact that everyone's been so accepting. No one really took it super hard. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Roro, in, in your circle of friends and family and things, I mean, you gave an example of not coming out to her grandmother, which we all get. Was there anyone else that you think may have had a little more time to process of it? Uh, I don't know how many people in my family know. I do know that some know. Um, just because... I guess the cat, she came out to my niece, and my sister said, hey, you didn't tell me. And I thought, well, it, to me, it's not that, it's not, I don't know. I guess I just, it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, it's also not, you. it's it's Kat's thing to share. It's not your thing to share. Well, so my 
my sister and I are real close, and I and she and the truth is, is that I wasn't holding it from her. I just was, um, I just was. I, I didn't think about it. it. It it's not when I look at somebody who's gay or whatever. That's not the first thing I think of. I think, oh, there's Jim. There's Sue. You know. Right. Yeah. It's the person. Right. Yeah. And so I, I guess she was just surprised that I hadn't said anything, and I thought, well, I. So I, I asked her dad, though. I said, "Hey, did did she say something to you?" And he said, "Yeah, she did." And I thought, "Okay, good," because, uh, I, you know, I, she's she's just she's very open about who she is, and and I, I don't think anyone is going to really have any issues at all with it. Even her brother, uh, who's younger by three years, he's very accepting. You know, even though he he might not understand fully, but he is very accepting. Right. Well, that runs in the family then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just look but at the family. I, I really think, though, that both grandparents, perhaps her uh, paternal grandmother and grandfather might not take it as hard, but I really think that it's just something my mom just does not need to know. Right. Well, and we also, let's look at the, you know, elephant in the room. She's 14 and, you know, probably shouldn't be physically active at this point in her life just yet. Wait a little bit more. <laughs> you know, and therefore your grandparents don't need to know about that aspect of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is, really. You know, I think that, truthfully, though, my dad would have been fine with it. I, I just don't think my mom would have. <laughs> my dad's no longer with us, but... Um, oh, okay, but, right. Yeah, but I think that my mom, uh, she's very staunch Catholic, and it's just... I don't think it would be the end of the world... And I, I think she would probably be okay with it, but I don't want her to think any differently of her. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's, that's exactly what would happen, is that she would she would form an opinion, and I don't think it's necessary. Ex- there you go, perfectly said. Well, realize I had to wait till both of my parents died before I was able to come out to myself. Mm. I mean, that was that. I mean, that's just something crazy in and of itself. But that was uh, that's part of my story. The third, you know tripping thing in my brain was the passing of my mother and it was just wow okay yeah i think i'm trans so yeah no it, it and it's because of that opinion from their generation now uh roro has expressed certain worries of you know of you coming out as bisexual and we briefly spoke about that do you cat have any worries about you know, being bisexual that you can foresee. I mean, not that it's a thing, something to worry about, but there's concerns that could cross your mind. I mean, other than people being rude to me or as we were talking about earlier, forming an opinion, I mean, my safety and sometimes like people uh, forming judgments or using certain stereotypes about bisexual that you're just a closeted gay or Especially in bisexual men, uh, people think that you're just a closeted gay and that you're not going to go back and forth. Right, right. That, is, that was actually something I was going to ask in a, in a little bit about those, those, well, we'll just call them stereotypes. Just the fact that um, people may treat me differently. That's, that's a little unsettling. But um, if they have a problem with me and they have a problem with who I am, I don't want to be with them. I don't want to have them in my life. I don't want to have any toxic relationships or toxic friendships that'll put uh, my thoughts or my 
um, worries any worse than um, they already are, not really already are, but um, just I don't want to be on um, edge with different people thinking of me in different ways. I really think, too, that that it's a lot more accepting nowadays than it once was. I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect world, but with a lot of celebrities coming out and now Caitlyn Jenner and, uh, and you know, um, what's the, Jazz, is that her name? The girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jazz. They're older than Kat. And I just think that, and Ellen, I just really think that it's a lot more uh, accepted nowadays. And I, I know that, Depending on where you live, I do know that there are people who are uh, against it, and I and I think that possibly in your you, Sabrina Charlie, you know, I think that perhaps you might experience more hate because people just don't understand because right. it's so new. Right. It's really, I mean, it's not new, but it is new to the right. Well, like, it, the the easiest sexual and gay is not something that's real new. Right. Right. I mean, the easiest comparison is when in the early 80s, when everybody seemed to start coming out as gay or lesbian. I mean, that's when the big flood of 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 coming out happened. It happened, you know, with the unfortunate of the AIDS crisis that happened. But so many people came out at that time. And now we're looking at it as just a basically a normal thing. So it's going to take, you know, 20, 20 more years before we get to that, you know, normalcy that we're all seeking. But you're right. You are totally, completely correct in that it's because people don't understand. And in their minds, it's so new. What's this new trend, this transgender trend? What's going on? Well, uh, Kat, didn't you say um, that, uh, or so I think maybe it was both of you said, that it's kind of a trend to be different, be diverse, be trans or demi or bi or pan or what have you? I mean, um, everyone's like, be unique. It's the new cool or normal's not really normal or nothing is normal kind of thing. So it's everyone's been anticipating uniqueness since the get-go of uh, public education. And so um, um, as uh, coming out as not straight, I mean, uh, I did date a girl a little bit uh, a while back, and people didn't treat me any differently. People were like, oh, you like this girl? Oh, that's cool. Like, people that I hadn't even come out to yet who had found out that I was dating this girl was like, oh, that's really, really cool. And um, just that kind of thing. So, I mean, as a trend, I mean, it's acceptedness is becoming more of a trend, which is really, really good. But um, it being a trend in the fact that it's like, oh, it's cool, I'm going to be bisexual now is not really a trend. Well, I'm sure for some they're going to say it to try to fit in because that's what some people need to do. You know, that happens in life. But they're going to, you know, eventually say, no, I'm not, because they're going to realize, no, no, they're not. Just as you said, you felt a little off, you know, 11 or 12, which is, you know, for some can be the very beginning phases of uh, uh, secondary stage puberty. So that makes sense because I started feeling different about that age as well, maybe a little younger. Uh, and so I totally get that. 
but no, I, uh, in, as I, th- I think I, I, I think you're onto something when you said the acceptance is the trend, not just being diverse in whatever, you know, LGBTQIA you know, <laughs> that you fall into, but accepting those that are is the trend. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a great thing to stop and think about and ponder and, you know, basically turn the coin over and look at it. Um, because that makes it exciting for the next generation. You know, when you and your friends are at the age of, you know, starting a family, whenever that happens for the individuals that, that it happens for, you know, and the next generation comes in, that means even more acceptance is going to be instilled. Well, we hope. Yeah, no, that's very exciting. That's like I mentioned before, it makes me kind of jealous that, you know, it's that I didn't grow up at this time because life would be totally different. Uh, in fact, what are your views on that? Why do you think it's taken so long? Like for me, it was, it was a 20 year process. So let's just use that frame of mind. Why do you think that it was just 20 years to go from, oh God, if I come out as whatever, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, I'm going to be mocked, ridiculed, beaten up, raped, you know, negative, negative, negative to now where everybody's like, oh, that's cool. I mean... Other than the fact that religion has been, uh, was a huge, um, how being gay is a sin or being gay is not allowed in certain religions or that kind of thing. I mean, religion is, there's so, um, like, um, the different agendas of, uh, LGBT is getting more widespread and more attention. Uh, people are educating themselves. I mean, people are educating themselves on religion too. And how nowadays killing someone for being gay is not only illegal, but terrible. And so, I mean, people have just matured. And um, I I also think, too, just like with technology, in the last hundred years, we have grown exponentially, you know, than we ever have in any other century. And I think the same goes for not just technology. I think it also has to do with you know, the different sexualities and, um, you know, the internet has a lot to do with it, I think. Um, do, you, do you think that because that information is right there at our fingertips yep. and that when people search for whatever topic it is, LGBT or not, that the, re- the search results is just overwhelming, that you can get so many different opinions on the same topic? Yes, I, I firmly believe, believe that it can not only get information they can get videos they can get um books they can get i mean none of that like you said when you were growing up you're almost jealous of how things are now uh, everyone has that information at their fingertips yeah it's it's remarkable i was i was pondering that not too long ago how you had to remember you know certain things and you still have to remember certain things, but, you know, you used to memorize, you know, like bus schedules or movie th- schedules or whatever. Well, now it's right at our fingertips, so we don't necessarily have to remember it. There's an app for that. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. There you go. There's an app for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, I like, I like what you said, Kat, about uh, that we've matured. It's nice to hear that from, from well, you and, and your generation. That you can look upon your generation as having matured from what was in the past, at least at that level that we've been speaking of. Yes. 
that's 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 promising for the future generation and i'm so proud to hear it yeah that's awesome that's awesome um so you you briefly mentioned that you dated and that's actually something I, I wanted to kind of touch upon because because you're young, you know. I don't expect you to be, you know, out there, you know. I mean, I expect you to go out hang out with your friends, but not necessarily quote unquote dating, you know. But I do wanted to to ask you that: Have you? What, the original question I have down is: Have you gone out on a date with a woman, girl, female, however you want to phrase it? And you briefly said that you dated a person. Was that the first woman you dated? Uh, dated? Yes. Had a crush on? No. Oh, okay. So how long have you been cr- having little crushes that only in hindsight you realize are crushes? Um, fifth grade, definitely. It was when I was like 11 or um, kind of like 10 or 11. I um, definitely had crushes on girls at my school and I, need, and I wanted to be closer to them, but not romantically close. And I didn't really realize I had like, I would call it a weird feeling, like a weird good feeling. I wouldn't really tell anyone that, but that's how I would describe it to myself when I was around these, these girls and um, just being around them would make me feel happy. And not until I realized that I was five that I realized that those were crushes. Right. Right. Okay. So right around the same time you started questioning yourself, right? Okay. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And now a quick word from our sponsor. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. TomSlayton.com. Tom, thanks so much for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate it. It helps out a lot, as I'm sure you know. Folks, this week I'm looking at TomSlayton.com forward slash another break in the wall. And the reason for that is uh, the title caught my eye. I went to TomSlayton.com. I saw the title. I said, ooh, what's this? I mean, it was a caption to a picture. And the picture is a old dilapidated, dilapidated, I, I don't know the word right now, br- run down, broken down kitchen. Uh, looks like people moved out probably sometime in the last five to ten years, and nothing's been happening with it since. <laughs> I mean, it's just the cabinet doors are off. There's a hole in the wall, a couple holes in the wall, actually. Uh, door cabinets off, drawers off, floors rotten away, ceilings got holes in it, wallpapers coming off. Looks like the wallpaper is the only thing holding the pic- the the room together. Actually, at this point, anyway, I saw that and I said, "Hey, that's a great one. I'm going to share." So, cruise on over to a TomSlayton.com forward slash another break in the wall and check out this fascinating story of a picture. I mean, what happened here? That they had to leave. You know, why did this house get this way? Why wasn't it, you know, why wasn't somebody else brought in to rent or buy it or what have you? So check that out. And now back to my conversation with Kat and Roro. Just being around them would make me feel happy and not until I realized that I was five that I realized that those were crushes. Right, right. Okay, so right around the same time you started questioning yourself. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And uh, 
Is there anybody currently? Are you crushing on anyone currently? If you want to divulge that personal information, you don't have to. Um, but I have had, uh, I was with a girl for good eight to nine months and just being with her like having kissed a female is completely different than kissing a guy um the female mind is just totally different and um it's crazy and kind of weird but also really awesome that um i can distinguish my feelings like okay um that's an attractive person um okay kind of I realize their gender, I realize that they're attractive, and I don't feel any fear or worry or, um, like, worry or anxiety of judgmentalness or people judging me. And just the fact that um, she was happy with me and I was happy with her, that it just made everything a lot more enjoyable. Not like, oh, I have a crush on a straight girl. That's terrible. Um, kind of thing. It's like, oh, you're gay, we can't date, uh, because I'm not gay. And I've, I haven't had that happen to me personally, but I've heard of that happening to people. And so um, just the fact that she was so accepting and open and happy to um, date me as much as I was happy to date her just made things a lot more enjoyable. But on the same note, too, she also has boys that she has crushes on, too. I was just going to say that. Do you currently have any crushes on boys as well? I mean, you've got the gambit out there. <laughs> yes, I do, actually. <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense. makes perfect sense. Uh, when you were out on dates, you know, movies or whatever, you know, out in public, was there any looks or ridicule or any anything like that? Or, or was it just accepting as well as, you know, n- nothing big? didn't know that we were dating of her so um we had to keep it on the down low when we were on dates and we didn't really call them dates but they were definitely dates we would go to the movies and uh we'd hold hands or she'd put her arm around me or something like that in a way that could be taken in a friendly or a romantic way like right of course both girls and girls are like oh yeah let's walk together and hold hands it was normal for us to hold hands and sit together and um i have a habit of playing with people's hands when i talk so i do that to uh her and a lot of other people but we'd hold hands and just sit and um just be together and it was really nice but uh we had to keep it on the down low when we were with her mom and like the door would like her door would shut when we would get back to one of our houses and we'd just kind of kiss and it was nice right right i understand well, good. That's, I'm, I'm glad. That, I'm glad that it was a positive experience. That's 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 good. That's good, and that uh, also that you haven't gone, you know, gung ho. We'll say in in that particular direction only because it's something new. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually something that happens in the trans community when people come out. They kind of go either hyper male or hyper female for a while because they just don't know they don't know any better you know it's so brand new that everything needs to be explored so yeah yeah i mean i i get that i get that yeah you don't feel drawn the women more do you um it's kind of even but at times when men are being men and (laughs) are being annoying i find myself drawn to women more (laughs) 
Well, I understand that completely. Because I, I, that male machismo, I don't understand. I, I don't get... I don't understand that. Or the, the typical bad guy that, you know, in the movies the, the and in, in real life to a degree, certain girls are attracted to. The bad boy. Yeah, I don't understand that. But whatever. Uh, so... I was going to ask about your, you know, experience in the LGBT community. Have you, have you, have you got, gotten a chance? I mean, outside your school and your friends, have you had a chance to get know anybody else that's LGBT? I mean, I've met people that have said they're like people that um, are kind of obviously not the straight type. Like, and they'll have their hair cut short. And they'll be wearing like the stereotypical kind of thing, or they'll have a. Um, they'll be male and have a feminine voice. So, I mean, I can understand that I meet people without meet people and know without asking kind of thing, just because of the stereotypes and, um, how like not in a degrading or a mean way, but just how they can play out in certain people, just, um, that kind of thing. But I haven't gone to any LGBTQ plus things. I haven't gone, um, I've, it's a, on my bucket list to go to the Pride Parade, definitely. Oh, yeah, you have to experience that. I mean, the big festival, you have to be, uh, I believe it's over 18 for the big festival, the music festival, but the parade is free. Um, actually, no. When, well, when, when I went to the, I took my cousin, who had recently come out at that point, before I had kids, and... Um, we were we walked around and have all the, you know they have all those booths and stuff and there were lots of kids running around there. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. No, only only the booths, uh, only the drinking gardens, the beer gardens are twenty one oh, yeah. and above. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. All family. It was lots of family. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. At like eight o'clock or seven o'clock at night, if you're under eighteen or under thirteen or whatever it is, you got to leave. Right. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. We, we were just there for the day. You know, just. Right. Oh, the daytime. The daytime is fun. It's totally fun. It's 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 a great experience to see all these people just being themselves and being free about it. And at night, it's a wild party of these same people being free about it. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping I have the day off this year so I can take her. It would be nice. To do oh, it, it's it's yeah. You gotta you gotta go. You gotta experience it for sure. For sure. Uh, look, like I said, look into the LGBT center. The I think it's uh, SD LGBT center.org or something like that if you just google san diego gay lesbian center or lgbt san diego you'll find it and then there's tons of information there um so i was uh one of the things i wanted to ask was did anybody do the typical i mean you kind of touched on it the typical oh you're being greedy you know oh you're just confused you'll either be a lesbian or or straight you know you'll figure it out in a while you know, did, did you get much of that? No, actually. Um, I know from others who have suffered, I guess, through different judgments and judgmental people, but um, I've surrounded myself with a good group of people, a good core group of friends, and uh, my parents have always been super accepting, and so, no, I haven't gone through that kind of thing. That's great to hear. That is so That is so awesome to hear. Um. Now, I've got a lot of listeners from all around the world, okay? I mean, I, I, there's Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom. So your, your, your story is, is shared with the masses, so I thank you for that. Do you have anything to say to someone else 
that might be in your shoes? Um, I feel like that um, if, if um, the kind of uh, just run-of-the-mill speech that don't give up, um, you may be confused and you may be um, needing words to explain it because that's exactly what I went through. Um, just get someone that you love or trust or you don't need necessarily need anyone. Just do your research. That's what I did. And whatever you, how I put it, click with or whatever you feel most comfortable describing your as, yourself as for the time, um, just go with that. And if you find other, other things that um, may feel more comfortable, you don't have to stick with one sexuality, one gender. You can change as you're comfortable. And if you're comfortable with what sexuality and gender you are, then stay with that sexuality or gender. Just because other people you know are changing doesn't mean you have to change. Don't conform to what's quote-unquote normal. Be yourself. Make your own normal. Be unique. And just don't give up. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom, I tell you. When you're dating the different genders, do you feel different? In, in how that specific relationship feels? I mean, you mentioned kissing a girl is different than kissing a guy. Well, so is holding hands. So is hugging, you know, other things like that. Do, but do you feel different uh, around the two different genders? Um, it really, um, if it's just the genders, no. It really depends on the person. Like, the girl that I was with was a lot more huggy and a lot more comfortable holding hands and... Um, uh, laying with me and cuddling with me, but I've been with guys who are have that protective three inches of space and let's hold hands every two weeks and like uncomfortable. And the same goes vice versa. Like um, I have a friend who's a guy and he's super cuddly and not obviously in a romantic way, but he's just super cuddly. And I know girls that are like, please don't touch me. If you want, we can link arms every once in a while, but that's pretty much it. And so um, if you're asking through the gender, no, I don't feel any different. If you're asking through the person, then yes, it's completely different. And how how would it be different? Um, Just their personality and how they like to be treated. And I mean, obviously in a good way, but um, the different types of, things that they're comfortable doing. Like, um, I knew someone who was really uncomfortable with, um, people touching their hair. And, um, so I would respect them and not touch their hair, but people would like touch their hair and then get super weird about it. And, um, would get super uncomfortable in that kind of sense, like physically and emotionally, not necessarily, okay, I'm dating a girl. So I have to act this way. I'm dating a boy. So I have to act this way. Like just, I'm myself, and I'm comfortable around my friends and people that I have crushes on, and it's not necessarily I have to change who I am for someone. If they don't like who I am, that's their problem. That's fantastic. That's refreshing to hear. I'm so glad that that this is what's coming up in the next generation. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful thinking, and I... I hope you you continue to spread that that openness and and joyfulness and welcoming. Thank you. Oh no no thank you, thank you. Uh, one thing you know in my coming out that I learned is yes you come out, 
and then you continue to come out. <laughs> you know, I came out and then like almost a year or more later, I, I reconnected with older friends that knew me from long, long ago. And so I had to come out all over again. Uh, have you had to experience that yet? Or what's your thought on that as that may happen? Um, I've had to come out to a lot of people. Like, I was talking to one of my newer internet friends today, and she looked at my account and was looking through some of my stuff, and she saw that I had reposted, like, a bisexual flag or something like that. She goes, oh, you're bisexual, me too. And it's like that kind of thing. Like, it's not necessarily, hey, let's sit down and talk really, really uh, melancholy, serious, I'm bisexual. It's like, I take it as just another aspect of my personality. Like, I'm fun-loving and loud, and I make a lot of jokes, just like my mom and dad do, and I'm, I like to talk a lot, and I'm bisexual. It's just another aspect of me. That's a good way to think of it. That's just healthy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And Well, you got to commend mom and dad as well because they played a big part in it which i do know yes i remember when i was little and um you for uh when you came out the second time when uh, my brother and i um were around i remember my dad reading us the letter that you had um sent out and i thought it was just really really cool that you were open with us because um i've known you my entire life and just that you're um, unique in your own way, like knowing someone that if I was feeling that um, if I had feelings that I wasn't valid or that I needed help, I could go to someone like you or go to other people that have the same thought process as you really, really helped. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize I, I brought you that. That's. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. No, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I could, uh, could do that for you because at the time it was just, hey, hey, people in my life, people I love, people that I've known for a long time, this is what's happening with me. I'm coming out. But to have that affect you in the way that you say it did is just something I wasn't expecting at all. That's, that's, wow. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Roro, did you have anything to, to throw out or say or share that, that we missed? Uh, I would just hope that anybody who has a, a, any parent who has a, child who is not cisgender, I would hope that they would, uh, you know, love them for who they are, and, and uh, because I think that having um, a parent support is probably the biggest thing that, that you can have um, that would help you be as normal as possible in the world, knowing that, you know, if, if anything, you know that you could come home and always have your parents on your side. And uh, I just think that kids would not commit suicide and, and they wouldn't uh, be depressed or try cutting themselves or whatever if they had the support of their parents. And just 
if, hopefully the parents will realize that that it's their support that will get these kids through. Yes, I I totally agree. In fact, my thought is this: uh, people who listen to this show are obviously LGBTQ friendly uh, because that's you know their wheelhouse for this show. And in that, we all will come across, or we already already know somebody that is that narrow-minded and that close-minded that would kick a, tran- a, a transgender child, teenager out of the house, or or something else horrible as well. As a parent of a bisexual teen who has friends that fall everywhere under the LGBTQ family. What would you say to other people, other parents like yourself who would listen to this show that know those assholes out there to help them deal with those assholes from your perspective? Well, like pretty much what Kat said is um, be yourself and, and be proud of who you are and, and don't give in to other people's pressures. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't need them. It's not necessary if they're not going to be supportive. Well, uh, to a close-minded parent, I mean, what if one of Kat's friends, you know, said, hey, yeah, my parents kicked me out because I'm trans, I'm bi, I'm pansexual, I'm whatever. I mean, knowing, knowing you as I know you, you would take the, take the teen in, but what would you say to that parent? I would take them in, definitely. I, that's just who I am. But I, um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to say. I can't tell somebody how, like, how to be. All I can know is how I am and... I just know that being accepting has made the relationship with my daughter so much better. And we don't hide anything from each other. And, you know, I think that there's a difference between sexuality and nudity. And, and uh, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be um, embarrassed about. And I think that, you know, I've always raised my kids to just be completely open in every way and not be afraid to bring up any subject. I, I, I really don't have much advice. I hadn't really thought about it. I just hope that the um, other parents could be as understanding. You know, I, I just got to hope that that's coming, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's still unfortunate. A lot of, a lot of parents don't accept it, and a lot of LGBTQ um Teenage kids do end up out on the street, and it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. I can't take them all in, though. That's the problem. Right, right, exactly. Of course. For, you... any, of, for any of Kat's friends, definitely, I could. Yeah. Right, of I course. Think, I would say that the majority of the parents are pretty open, you know. Um, well, that's great to also, hear. I, I, well, I, 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 now that I think about it, a lot of the kids have... They they also come over to our house because they they always feel a lot more comfortable over here that they can be more themselves, you know. So perhaps maybe they aren't as accepting. But as long as there's somebody in your life that is, you know, if it's not your parents, hopefully a friend or a relative or a teacher or, you know, somebody, a counselor, somebody that you can trust, you know, that, uh, just so I hopefully, you know, in, in, in my daughter's life, I maybe I'm that person for her friends. I don't know, you know. Oh, I'm sure you are. I, I, I'm sure you are. 
I mean, if you say that they already like coming over to hang out because they can be themselves, that's a big statement right there. That means that your home, your area around you is safe territory. They're, they're safe. They're protected. They're free to be who they are. And that's, that's, that in itself is a wonderful thing. Yeah. I agree. Well, also, I'll throw the same question out to you, Kat. If 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 you had a friend that you know their parent wasn't accepting and unfortunately kicked them out, uh, aside from taking them in, what would you feel necessary, if anything, or how how would you try to advise their parent to open their mind? I mean, talking to adults that don't really understand what like bisexual or demisexual or even gay or lesbian really is, it'd be really hard to convince them because someone's mind can't, I mean, they can, but it's not common for someone's mind to just change overnight about all of their views on the LGBT community. And so, um, I mean, I would advise them do research, see where other kids who have been kicked out by their parents have, like, what they're, what they've um, been through, and what the kids have been through, and how the parents have dealt with the guilt and the lack of guilt, even um, in some cases. Just do research and see how that would affect you. And if it still hasn't affected you, I mean, I take um, if I could, I would take them in because my friends are very, very important to me and. Me being me, it's vital for social interaction. And so um, it's a key point in my life. And so basically just research and if you still truly do love them because they are your child, then take them back in, apologize for kicking them out, and live your life as if it was normal. It's not like a deformity that you're transgender or gay or lesbian or pansexual. It's just, as I said earlier, a different aspect of your personality. Nicely said. Thank you. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's such a pleasure. Such, such a pleasure. Uh, well, before we get into the last little bit of my questions, uh, do either of you have any last words to, to share about thoughts on this or the community or anything? Other than it's extremely accepting and that I love being a part of it. No, not really. All right. Fair enough. That's cool. (laughs) I just want to make sure I give you plenty of options to say what you have to share. Uh, okay. Now, just like I used to do in my old program, uh, I always ask the Bernard Prevost questions, the 10 in-depth questions that people are most familiar with from inside the actor's studio with James Lipton. Uh, they're kind of the questions that you just say what the first answer is that comes to your mind. There is no wrong answer. And we're just going to pivot back and forth between the two of you. Uh, one's going to answer the question first, and then the other will answer it too. And then the second person that it, you know will answer the next question first. So then we'll just flip flop back and forth. That way we get all answers and everybody's having a good time. So, cat, uh, what is your favorite word? Ladle. Ladle. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. 
Roro? What's your favorite word? Oh, uh, um, zaftig. Oh, zaftig. It means, um, uh, not fat, but, um, uh, voluptuous. Ah, yes, okay. Uh, kind of like the Roman statues, you know, the, uh, you know, I, I would be zaftig, I guess. Zaftig, yes, got it. Okay. Roro, what is your least favorite word? No. <laughs> the word no? Yes. Okay. And, no. <laughs> and Kat, what is your least favorite word? Moist. Moist. <laughs> I've, had, I've heard that answer before. Mm. All right. Cat. Oh, actually, I, I I want to change. It's the C word. Oh, the C word. This the the word that uh, yeah. rhymes with punt. Yes. 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 I don't like that word. Yeah, I, and I, that's also been said before too. <laughs> okay, cat. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, writing and drawing, um, especially to music. Um, I'll just spend hours in my room listening to different Broadway soundtracks or classical music and just write everything away. If I'm feeling like I'm going to have an anxiety attack or something like that, I'll write or I'll draw or, um, play guitar. So, um, usually the, the works, so music and art and writing. Okay, that, the good choices, all good choices, all good choices. Okay, and uh, Roro, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm, um, I would say writing also, uh, writing and reading. Music uh, to a point, but uh, I would say probably writing. Okay, okay. And, Roro, you get to answer this one first. What turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, laziness. Ah, okay. And, Kat, what turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I mean, the same thing as my mom. Laziness. And, um, yeah, laziness. Fair enough. Totally fair. Totally fair. All right. Next question. Cat uh, gets it first. What is your favorite curse word? Probably fuck. It's a good universal word, I understand. And Roro, what is your favorite curse word? Shit. Shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the short, quick shit. Yeah, I, I, I say that quite a bit. I, I use the F word a lot, too. But <laughs> okay. It's a close second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's one thing we're open about is, our, is I let her cuss in the house. <laughs> well, I, I, I was I would figure so much because I know you. Yeah. Um, but it, but if not, she knows when to turn it off. I would hope so. She's very eloquent. Uh, all right. So, Roro, what sound or noise do you love? Mm, my kids laughing. I think. When they're together, I think my kids laughing and hugging and loving, and which they are very, you know, I don't know, hug, I laugh, but my kids' laughter, I guess. All right, Kat, what sound and noise do you love? The ocean, just um, like on the white noise apps or a white noise machine, just the ocean. 
since I am a huge marine biology nerd. Oh. oh. Learn something new every day. Okay. Cat, you get this one first. What sound or noise do you hate? I'm not sure. Um, probably the sound of people crying. I, I've never really liked hearing or seeing people cry because I'm very, very hyper sense. I'm hyper emotional. So if they start crying, I start crying. Okay. Very empathetic. And Roro, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I think people crying, too, or screaming, you know, uh, fear, hearing the fear in people's voice. Fear in people's voice. Okay. Roro, you get this one first. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Teaching. Teaching. Very honorable and respectable uh, career path. Cat, what profession other than the one you're planning on or the one you currently have would you maybe like to attempt? Therapy. Oh, uh, psychology therapy or like muscle therapy? Psychology therapy, definitely. Okay, psychology therapy. All right, Cat, what profession would you not like to do? Veterinarian, uh, being a veterinarian. Okay. And Roro, what profession would you not, not like to do? Mm, like a porta potty uh, changer, <laughs> changing, you know, deliver and picker upper. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't want to deal with porta potties at all. <laughs> I, I, I do not blame you one bit. Or chicken coops or anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want that either. No, nothing that has to do with excrement. Aside from being good fertilizer, that's the only reason I'd deal with it. All right, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, you're done good. <laughs> All right. And Kat, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, why aren't you in hell? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably along the lines, like, you were a good person, and so you are being rewarded, like, you're done good kind of thing. Just saying that he's proud of the person that I, he or she is the proud of the person that I have become. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, do you want to give out your Twitter, uh, Roro? Um, yeah, if you, if you want. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Snapchat's Roro Sky and uh, Twitter is at Skytography. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, only because you're 14, I am not asking you, Kat, because, you know, technically we can't. <laughs> but I'm sure if somebody wanted to ask you a question, they could reach out to your mom, and I'm sure you two could handle the conversation from there. Yes. Exactly. Well, this, thank you both so, so very much for taking the time and to do this and to share your story cat and your process and just 
overall uh, overwhelming love, Roro? Thank you for having us. Thank you. No, this has been wonderful. Thank you. Well, there you have it. There it is. Cat Roro, thank you so, so, so very much for being on the show. I I am so grateful for you sharing your story. So as this episode goes off into the archives of the internet to, to be heard as many times as it's heard in its first dropping, and then however many times it's found in the future, you know, five years from now when somebody's going back and listening to this episode, you know, they might be at that same age you are now. And just questioning themselves in, in any aspect, any aspect of, of diversity and uniqueness and, you know, going through that self-doubt or whatever it is that each individual goes through. So thank you so very much for sharing your story. Folks, as I said, if you want to follow Roro, you can find her at Skytography over on Twitter. there it is there's our closing music ta-da we made it to the end of another episode 89's slowing down getting ready to wrap it up and go into the can not the bathroom but you know the, the, the editing can and proverbial editing can since this is all digital <laughs> anyway next episode next episode I'm gonna title not trans enough I'm always looking for guests. I'm always looking for topics. Send them my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. And check out all past episodes with show notes at changes in latitudes podcast.blogspot.com. And while you're there, click on the Amazon banner and shop to your heart's delight. We see pennies on the dollar coming back to the show. Or consider clicking the PayPal donate button and dropping a few dollars into the kettle. All right, enough of that. As Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, uh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh... We just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself. Take care of someone else. And I'll see you next week. to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. 
or at the website, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. You made it. Here we are. That's the end. Now remember.